Welcome to Coffee and Conversation for ESL Listening. I'm Danielle. And I'm Christina. So grab a cup and join the conversation. Good evening, Christina. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I mean, it is evening. You're right. <laughs> yes. Um, and we're having already, you know, we've got some technical difficulties. We got that out of the way, we think. When, yeah. As like last time we did this kind of late, we were both a little bit slap happy. And I don't know, I feel it coming again. So let's see what happens. And actually, you know, it's a good time to be a little goofy, a little silly, because we are talking about something a little bit kind of goofy and silly in a way. We are doing something, again, a little bit different. We did phrasal verbs once before, and that was fun. So today we're going to talk about idioms. Woohoo! Yes. Idioms. And those, I, I feel like those are the hardest things to learn about English language because idioms is usually not it's the it's a phrase or a sentence or a word that actually has a completely different meaning right always hard to learn those yeah I mean you can look at the words it's kind of like the phrasal verbs in a way you look at the Mm -hmm. words and you're like okay I understand the words that I'm reading but this sentence makes no sense (laughs) And for those of you, um, just in case to make sure everybody is on the same page that we know what idioms are, a lot of times I ask my students, so do you know what an idiom is? And they'll say, no, I don't know. And then I'll say, have you ever heard the expression, it's raining cats and dogs? And I don't know, this must be the universal idiom that is taught in every ESL English language learning class everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Because 100% they know what that one is. And you know what? Now that you say that, I feel like that might be one of the very first idioms I have ever learned in English. Yeah, I think so. Raining cats and dogs. Because I remember our teacher in elementary school, we were all laughing like, what do you mean cats and dogs are falling from the skies? That doesn't make sense. So yeah, that must be the, yeah, very popular. I think one. so because literally everybody I've ever asked, it doesn't really even matter the level. It seems like they all know this idiom. And, um, and but just in case you don't out there, um, when you say it's raining cats and dogs, it means that it is raining really hard. I mean, it's just coming down. Um, another way you could say that is it's pouring it's pouring. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing, I personally, I think is kind of weird about this idiom that everybody seems to learn it, is that, quite honestly, I don't know that I've ever used this idiom in my life, in like, you know, for real, except for to give it as an example. That's true. I mean, we don't usually, even though it's a popular idiom, we don't usually use it. If you say somebody is like, oh, what yeah. is the weather like out there? You just say it's it's raining or it's raining heavily or, you know, there's a lot of rain out there. <laughs> but you don't usually say it's raining cats and dogs. Yeah. Mm, Occasionally I hear it, but it's just not a thing that I say personally. And mm-hmm. I don't think I hear it that often. But anyway, it's a good example of what an idiom right. is because, like you say, 
there's no cats and dogs literally falling from the sky. So, <laughs> so that's what we're talking about today, those kinds of expressions. And since we gave the example of the cats and dogs thing, we decided that we would have a theme and all our idioms today are going to be animal related. And we had to narrow it down to some sort of a theme because there are thousands and thousands of idioms out there. So there's no way, there's not enough time in this life to go through all of them. No. And even the animal ones, well, you know, you were laughing at me because I made the list and it's huge, but I just thought we'll have them all there. Maybe we'll do a part two or part three, but at least we can kind of see them and choose a few that we think are interesting. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to do is we're going to take turns picking out some idioms that we like and we'll share them with you. You ready to go? You want to start us off? Sure. Um, So one of the first ones that kind of came up for me was, I have a funny story about it too. Um, My dogs are barking. So when somebody says, oh my gosh, my (laughs) dogs are barking. It actually doesn't mean that there's that you have a dog or dogs that are barking. <laughs> it means that your legs or your feet hurt. Right. And this, right. This one time um, I was out with my friend and we were doing a lot of shopping and walking around. And she said, oh, my gosh, my dogs are barking. And I kind of stopped <laughs> and I thought, well, I know you have a dog. But how do you know that dog is barking right now? We're far <laughs> away from your home. So I looked at her. I was like, how do you know your dog is barking? And she looked at me. I was like, I don't know that my dog is barking, but my dogs are barking. So we had oh to have God. this little conversation to finally for me to realize that it's an idiom. And what she meant was that her feet were hurting because we were walking around so much. So yeah. you just never know. <laughs> That's true. You know, like, as opposed to the cats and dogs raining thing, that one, you know, that's not real. Like, what the heck? That doesn't even make any sense. But if someone says, my dogs are barking, you might really think, oh, what dogs, huh? What? You know, that's an actual (laughs) sentence that could make sense. But without context, it's weird, right? Right, right. So do you have one maybe about dogs or? (laughs) Do I have one about dogs? Yeah, I don't think I have one about dogs that you liked. Yes, I do. Now that I think about it, you're right. And actually, I wanted to bring this one up because we talked about it before. Um, We talked about this in our pets episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And you told a really funny story uh, about your dad and the cat and (laughs) your your dad got in trouble with your mom yes. because he brought the cat home. Yep. And so I made the joke and I introduced the idiom there. I said he was in the dog house. <laughs> and that's a really funny expression. Um, and I don't know. I've seen examples. Like when I looked this up, they use this example for lots of different situations. But mm-hmm. I feel like in real life, I only hear this used for men when they're in trouble with their wives for doing something dumb, right? Don't you think that? Yes. Yeah. And I, you say that there's diff- other meanings or other situations people use it, but this would be the only one I learned. 
Yeah. That if, yeah, if a man or, you know, boyfriend or hus- husband most right. of the time, like if they're in trouble with their wife or something, they say, oh, he's in the doghouse. Yeah. Um, but you're right. That That's the only one I know. And, you know, this kind of goes for why very often I say you can't really trust the internet, <laughs> especially for things like, you know, idioms and phrasal verbs. Sometimes you'll get these examples that are kind of weird. And um, that's what I came across. I'm like, no, this doesn't make any sense. This this really needs to be a guy's in trouble with his wife or his girlfriend or something because he did something dumb or he made a mistake. Right. right. Or said something stupid. But notice it's never a woman that's in the doghouse. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's always him. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, you get things like he forgot the anniversary. Oh, that's know, a big one. Um, <laughs> a birthday. Yeah. Your husband would be in the doghouse, wouldn't he, if he forgot your anniversary? Uh, yeah, I mean, no? I have to give him a break, though, because we have You're two so anniversaries <laughs> since we have two oh. two wedding dates, like when we oh, got that's married right. in Ukraine yeah. and in here. So I usually, if he remembers one or the other, he's okay. But if he forgot two, both of yeah. them, yeah, he would definitely be in the doghouse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Like, one or the other. I think that's good yeah. enough. <laughs> would, would, your hus- would your husband be in the doghouse? If you forgot the anniversary um, or your birthday or yeah. oh my birthday, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eh, anniversary, but birthday, you know. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So all right, yeah. So that's my dog house. What else you have? Okay, so I'm moving on to birds now. There is one Bird. that's also very popular and kind of widely used, um, cold turkey. And, um, and this one is kind of very specific to this meaning. It doesn't mean, you know, that the turkey is cold or (laughs) you eat cold turkey. (laughs) Somebody say, if you do something cold turkey, you suddenly stop or quit. And usually it has to do with bad habits. So sometimes, you know, like when people smoke, um, and then they stop smoking. They quit smoking suddenly. They say, I quit cold turkey. Um, because most of the time when people quit smoking, like they go through some sort of a, you know, process kind of, you know, medication or something like that. Um, or they just sometimes reduce little by little. Redu- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, or, you know, sometimes like drugs, when people use drugs and right. they suddenly stop, they also say they, they quit cold turkey. So right. that's kind of an interesting too, because I I have no idea why cold turkey is the phrase that was chosen for this meeting. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> right. Right. So I don't know what is it about stopping or quitting that goes with the turkey. <laughs> Maybe it's because like, you know, how the, the turkey has got like, Almost like the goosebump looking things. Ah. You know, yeah. and like when you're um what what's the word? When you're sort of having withdrawals. Withdrawals yeah, or when like yeah. you're feeling this intense need to have whatever thing you're addicted to. Right, right. So maybe it's something like that. Could be. Very very much could be. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> it's a weird one, though. They're all yeah. kind of weird, actually. <laughs> but that's why they're fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've got uh, dogs and turkeys. Um, next one, this isn't exactly an animal. It's an insect. But mm-hmm. I put it in here on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is butterflies in your stomach. When you have butterflies in your stomach. And, that's a and you can almost visualize this. Like, yes. if I didn't tell you what it meant, you might have some idea. Because you know that feeling in your stomach when you're nervous. Mm-hmm. And you feel like that, well, what will butterflies do? The movement is fluttering. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fluttering and your stomach kind of feels like, oh, you know. Like if you have a job interview or if you have to give a speech, oh, man. I remember when I was in college and I had to give a presentation or something. It's it's actually amazing that we're doing a podcast right now and I'm talking to everybody out there because I used to really have um, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety about mm-hmm. giving a presentation. And yeah, I got those butterflies in my stomach. You had lots of butterflies. You know, and the thing is that this the butterfly in your stomach feeling is not really pleasant. No, but... And nice. I'm surprised why they chose, you know, this phrase, because when you think of butterfly, it's something beautiful. It's something yeah. cute and, play, you know, like the flattery feeling. But when you use this phrase, butterflies in your stomach, it is not pleasant. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not something that, you want to experience often. It isn't. It's just that kind of feeling in your stomach, like, oh, you know, right. not, not, ha- not a happy mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-mm. No. Did you ever get butterflies in your stomach when you have to do something like an interview or? Oh, absolutely. I, I just had to have an interview like couple, last month or so, and I had oh, yeah. butterflies in my stomach. Sometimes I just have, you know, when you have, like you said, some sort of a speech you have to give or maybe meet with somebody that you're nervous about, um, yeah. then you, I get butterflies in my stomach. Oh, I, I feel like I, I get it quite often. And I yeah. thought I was a nervous person, but maybe I am. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I think we all have that thing or a couple things that just give us anxiety. I think it's pretty right. normal. Right. You know, I it's funny how you have to sometimes teach kids that there's a difference between stomach ache and the butterflies in your stomach. Oh, okay. My son sometimes, like if he has some sort of quiz at school and in the morning he'll be like, I have a stomach ache. I was like, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily stomach ache. I think you have butterflies in your stomach because you're nervous or anxiety about that. That's true. So, yeah. That's true. All he knows is that it's a feeling in the stomach, not pleasant, must be a stomach ache. (laughs) Right? Makes sense. Right? Right. Sure. So to go, I'll go with the bird theme. (laughs) I'll continue okay. my bird theme. <laughs> I have one more with the birds here. That um, I think that one is also quite popular. Um, it's when you need to get your ducks in a row. Oh, I love that one. It's cute. I, mean, I do too. Yeah. Because you always think about like little ducklings following their duck mama. Yeah. Right? So you have to get your ducks in a row. But um, the meaning for it is to get everything organized, to get everything sorted out, to be prepared for something. So when you say you need to get all your ducks in a row. Exactly. I usually say my ducks are not in a row. They're like wild squirrels (laughs) running around. (laughs) 
or in my case, like trying to herd cats that are all yeah. over the place. All right, got this over here and that over there. I I really admire people who are so organized that they always have their ducks in a row. I, I do not. <laughs> you know, sometimes I watch these videos of the herding dogs, you know, like when you have the sheep farms and they train these dogs to herd them. And I always feel like, man, I wish I could do that. Because <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I'm trying to herd sheep to get my ducks in a row. <laughs> yeah, like herding sheep animals. Is, I think herding sheep is better than, because that's another um, phrase. I'm getting a little off the script here. Yeah. But um, another one related to that, people say that something is like herding cats. Mm -hmm. um, if you have cats or no cats, one thing that you know about them is that they do not necessarily do what you want them to do. <laughs> yes. And if you've got a bunch of them and you're trying to get them um, herding, of course, maybe we need to say that word. Um, herding is when you get a bunch of animals organized in, in, a, in a neat little group instead of having them all over the place. Right. And um, if you try to herd cats, it's a little bit of a challenge because they don't want to listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> they have mind of their own and they do what yeah. they want to do, not what you want to do. Yeah. So, so sometimes they say like in a school or something with a bunch of kids and they're running all <laughs> over the place and the teacher's trying to get them organized and they might be like, oh, this is like herding cats. Yes. Right. <laughs> But the funny thing is, like you, you would not use get get your ducks in a row for that type of situation. So it's more of a no, no, right? Yeah, like it's not. It's more of a being organized, like yeah, in terms like, of like work or housework or something like that. Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe some process that you have to do, mm -hmm. and so you've got to like get all of your Follow. your things organized so that. Mm -hmm you're ready to go that you can you can fulfill this process or you can complete the project and mm -hmm. everything just has to be set and organized right yeah right something like that that's a good one what you got well that wasn't my my um example i like i said i went off script so oh, i'm going to oh. go back to the bird themes since we're okay. we're on the bird theme <laughs> and my other one is um empty nesters Oh, that's and a good I one. love that one because we hear this one a lot. Of mm -hmm. course, a nest is where you keep where where you keep no <laughs> where the, the birds, birds keep their babies <laughs> and where they yeah. you know put their eggs and all of that. Um, and when you call someone an empty nester, you're referring to parents whose children have grown up and left the house. Yeah. So sometimes you say that you call the house is the empty nest. Because mm -hmm. the kids are have flown away, gone there, yep. you know, to live their adult lives. So empty nesters have more free time and uh, maybe more money. Um, maybe they're a little lonely because the house is quiet now. Yeah. So you'll hear references to that a lot. Yeah. I have a long time until we're empty nesters here. <laughs> That bird's not going to fly away anytime soon. That's good, bird right? Not, no, the bird. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you know, and nowadays, um, people are staying in their parents' houses longer than they used to. You know, it's expensive out there. I it mean, is. 
And, and, you know, and again, it's a cultural thing. I think in the United States, it's customary that you, you know, you go off to college and then you move out and then you have your own life in other countries, you still go to college, but then you come back usually and stay and live with your parents. But, um, my son already was asking us the other day, are we going to finish up our basement anytime soon? (laughs) So I think he has plans. (laughs) exactly yeah he's gonna be moving in you know (laughs) right (laughs) so hilarious but it no 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 empty nest here yet no (laughs) um so i don't have any more bird idioms i'm kind of moving on to um exotic animals (laughs) okay So there's this idiom that I also like, and you kind of hear it a lot too. Um, It's called, sometimes people say we need to address or we need to talk about elephant in the room. Oh, yeah. I love this one. And I I do too, because it's, I mean, it's kind of comical because there's really no elephant in the room (laughs) when you think of it. But when somebody says we need to address the elephant in the room, it means there's some sort of a situation, there's some sort of a problem that nobody wants to talk about. Yeah, we all know it, but no one's saying it. But nobody wants to say it. Right, right. But it needs to be resolved. It needs to be discussed. So it's something that's sometimes they say hanging over your head. Something yeah. like that could be. Um, means it's there. But nobody mm-hmm. wants to. Nobody wants to touch it. Nobody wants to talk about it. So there's an elephant in the room. I think that comes up a lot in work situations. Mm -hmm. You know, like when there's some kind of drama going on at work and then they're going to call a meeting and then they start talking about everything else except for the thing that you care about. (laughs) The one thing that everybody's like, all right, we're waiting to hear you you address the situation, right? And then so finally they'll be like, okay. Let's let's now talk about the elephant in the room. Right. right. Or sometimes I think maybe like big family gatherings, if there's some sort of an oh, issue yeah. or there's an elephant in the room and everybody's ignoring it. Nobody wants to talk about it. So, yeah, exactly. It's kind of funny because when you picture it, like you think, okay, you have this um, work meeting. There's this huge elephant sitting in the corner there. <laughs> but it's not. It's a funny visual. <laughs> it, is. it is. Yeah, I think we're going to have uh, some uh, examples in our in our show notes. I'm going to put a couple little um, cartoon images of some of these idioms, and there's one for elephant in the room. It's kind of cute. It's so, funny. Yeah. So this is my reminder a little bit earlier than usual to uh, yeah. check your show notes because we're going to have lots more about these right there. So, okay, you did elephant in the room, and I'm going to do, I'm going to go back to the birds. I forgot I had one more bird on my list here. Um, Chicken out. I love this. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing we refer to somebody who is scared or nervous about doing something, we might call them a chicken or we'll call themselves, we'll call ourselves a chicken. Mm -hmm. We're like, I'm chicken. I don't want to go. I don't want to do that thing. Right. So chicken out is a phrasal verb related to that. And it's often when you either 
plan to do something or you say you're going to do it and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this thing that I'm scared of. And at the last minute, nope, you chicken out and say, nope, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) That's a good one. I've done things like that. Like I always said that I want to do parasailing, you know, you know, the the gliding thing. The glider, yeah. Go traveling to Mexico or something like that. And when we were on our cruise last year, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to go parasailing. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And at the moment that we got there, my friend said, oh, so you want to go, you want to go see if we can do the parasailing? And I was like, no, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm out of here. (laughs) Thanks. I got to do a thing. Yep. Uh, I need a bathroom break now. <laughs> it's my time. I'd love to, but uh, just, just oh, not, not right now. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think we all had moments where we chickened out. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. Sometimes you feel braver than you are, and then when you get to it, you're like, oh, what was I thinking? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so I have a couple more things here, too. When we talked about little cats and dogs and all that, this one is one of my favorite. When somebody says, well, you'll just let the cat out of a bag. Mm, yes, that's a um, good one. And it, it is a good one. And it's actually, when you think of it, the meaning for this idiom is kind of close to what the actual phrase is. Um, when you let the cat out of the bag, it means you knew a secret or something that you weren't supposed to tell anyone and you accidentally said it out loud. Yep. Um, And, you know, funny thing is, there's another idiom that's right about this too, but it's not with the animals. But when somebody says they spill the beans, it's kind of same. Yeah, right, right? Yeah, exactly. So, (laughs) um, but let let the cat out of the bag is kind of one of my favorites because... How many people do you know that let the cat out of the bag when they shouldn't have? Yeah, I'm thinking of like when you're planning a party or surprise party oh, or something. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, people get excited and they they forget and they just say something and the person's like, huh? And you're like, oh, dang it. They let the cat <laughs> out of the bag. They weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> or sometimes I notice too, like if somebody tells like a friend tells another friend that Maybe she's pregnant, but she says, oh, please don't tell anyone yet. And then yeah. somehow you accidentally, I was like, well, she's due, whatever. <laughs> and then you're like, right. oh, I wasn't, I didn't know you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things. But it's exactly. a, I think it's a cute idiom. I guess it whenever is you put cats in idioms, they become cute. Yeah. A lot of these are cute with, with, the, with the animals. Mm-hmm. So since we're talking about cute... Um, Oh, yeah, back to cats, since you were talking about Mm -hmm. cats. I don't even know if this is really considered an idiom, but it was on the list of idioms that I found, Mm -hmm. and it was an animal, so it was cute, so I thought I'd go with it. Plus, I think this is a really important thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, there's a couple of different versions of this. I say kitty corner, and kitty is the cute is the cute way of saying cat. And I want to just talk a little bit more about this for a second, because this is something that I think people get confused about a lot. I know I'm going 
off topic here just a little bit. But um, a lot of people think who are learning English that cat is the adult cat and kitty means the baby oh, cat. Oh, okay. Yeah. And actually kitten, K-I-T-T-E-N is the baby cat. Yep. And kitty is just the cute word for any cat. So it could be a baby cat. It could be an adult cat. It could be a small cat, big cat, doesn't matter. It's a like an affectionate, a term, an affectionate like in, term we use. Like endearment or something like that, right? Yeah. Term of endearment. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, um, there's kitty corner, there's catty corner, and mm-hmm. there's catter corner. And uh, yes, and apparently um, it's a regional thing. Okay. Uh, I believe from what I understand, and I could be wrong, um, maybe UK uses the catter corner thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then different parts of the US will use either kitty corner or catty corner. Okay. And of course, I say kitty because I think it's cute. Now, what does it mean? So it means if you imagine that you're like looking um, you're looking for something, um, a location on a street somewhere, for example, maybe you're looking for a store and someone is trying to explain to you where it is. And it's maybe across the street from a place that, you know, but not directly across the street, it's diagonally. Mm-hmm. So imagine that one place is on the Southeast corner and you want to refer to some place that's on the northwest corner. So it's a it diagonal. Mm-hmm. And so you would say it's kitty corner from whatever that other place is. Right, right. That's a cute one too. Again, I feel like yeah. anytime you put cat in a idiom, it's just cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you can't lose with that. <laughs> right, right. And you know, it's a it's a good idiom to actually learn and use because it's hard to describe that diagonal, you know, location yeah. from one street to the corner or whatever. So knowing this term actually is super useful. It is, yeah. In English. Um, and just kind of getting around and listening to directions. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm moving on to larger animals. Not as well, big as elephants. Had, I was gonna say you had <laughs> elephants, so it was getting bigger than that. <laughs> nope. But actually, I'm moving on to horses, and there's quite a few idioms that <laughs> come with horses. There and, are, yeah. And a horse is one of my most like one of my favorite animals. Oh. So I always like anything that comes with horses. So one of the idioms I picked, again, very commonly used, and I feel like I use it quite a bit too. Um, when somebody says, hold your horses. Oh, yeah. I I could see you saying this with your son probably a lot. Oh, yeah. And my husband, too. Um, <laughs> um, but when you tell somebody, hold your horses, means just wait a minute. Wait a moment. You know, just hold on. Right. Just wait. Don't get too so, excited. Right. So <laughs> when people try to do something quickly or not, you know, not maybe following the dr- directions or steps they're like hold yeah. your horse and hold on Take slow, slow down yeah <laughs> yeah so i i feel like yeah i do use it quite a bit yeah it <laughs> is funny because as you say that i just thought of this right now um i do something similar 
Um, but instead of like when someone, cause you say hold your horses, like when someone's trying to do something quickly and you know, they're just too excited and, and moving mm-hmm. fast and you're like, slow it down, hold your horses. But sometimes like, say for example, if my husband is getting all upset and, you know, getting in a bad mood about something or he's getting all riled up, you know, I'll say to him, hold on there, tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Cause it's like, you know, you're getting all wild and crazy, you know, Ah, settle down, hold on there, tiger. Calm down. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, another animal idiom, you know, that's why I thought, Hey, it fits. Yes, it does. It does. Okay. So do you well, have let's another just do a couple more here? All right. Um, what do you have? Um, what I'm going to do here. I got, there's so many. Um, I'm going to use this one just because I think this is really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, this one's not so cute. Uh, when you say something seems fishy. Mm. And we say that all the time, fishy. Mm-hmm. And imagine like fish kind of has maybe a bad smell. <laughs> so when something seems fishy, it's like, hmm, a little suspicious. I don't think I can trust that. Something is so, not right. Like sometimes nowadays you get um, a lot of strange emails mm-hmm. um, that, try to say there's something but you're like ah that looks fishy yeah you can say looks fishy it seems fishy yeah something when it seems to be right right or sometimes when it's something seems to be too good to be true right right you're like oh it's fishy i don't trust it i don't think it's it's legitimate so yeah or like sometimes people like maybe kids especially um maybe they'll try it. They'll, they'll say something to you and maybe they're like being extra nice or acting in a strange way. And you're like, mm, something's fishy. You're up to something. What, what do you want? <laughs> That's right. Um, well, I have one more that I, a two that I really wanted. So <laughs> back to horses. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Horses. Um, I feel like I've heard this one quite a few times too. Somebody says, oh, I heard it straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. And I always feel like it's funny because nobody talks to horses. or I mean, people talk to horses, but usually horses don't tell them much. I was going to say, hopefully not. Otherwise, (laughs) well, there's another issue there. Um, Yeah. But when somebody says that I heard it straight from the horse's mouth, which means it's not, um, they're trying to tell you that it's not a gossip, right? It's straight, like you heard it from the original source, from the original person. So it's not a gossip. It's not somebody told me after somebody told them, after somebody told them. Like the telephone game, you know? Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) So I, I kind of like this one too, you know, straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. Like you can say, you know, uh, you can count on this information being true. We, we, you know, you can trust this because I got it directly from the source, right from the horse's mouth. So, yeah. Cool. So, I like that. Do you that. have one more? 
Um, I don't. I think that's pretty much, I got a couple more on my list that I'm thinking this was a lot of fun and maybe we can do an, another episode of this, a part two. And there's also other themes. We've got food idioms, body part idioms. So we could be doing idioms for days, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there are so many of them out there. Yeah. They're fun. All right. So I had a lot of fun talking about this. I'm going to remind you guys again, grab those show notes. Um, you can go to the website, realcoolenglish.com slash podcast and download the show notes. There's lots of more details, information, and good stuff. So grab those. And until next time, here's to good coffee, good vibes, and great conversations. Cheers. Cheers.